Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> mm. I am grateful and I am thankful. Yes, t- today we are discussing the obstacles to peace. Why? Because we are interested in dissolving and resolving them back to the root cause so we never experience them again. My name is Jennifer Hadley. I love A Course in Miracles, and I'm all in for spirit, for love, for joy, for peace, for harmony, for beauty, for truth. Well, let's take that breath of gratitude and open our hearts and our minds to fully allow ourselves to recognize the purity of love that we already are, the purity of joy that We already are. Joy is unconditional. Love is unconditional. Peace is unconditional. And we're willing to remember that and live that, demonstrate it, and share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, it's Thanksgiving time, and uh, as I am recording this, and I am grateful for so many things, and I am so, so grateful for A Course in Miracles. There have been many times, particularly when I first started studying the Course, when I would just weep with gratitude, so much gratitude that I held the book in my hand, that I could feel the voice of my teacher, that where once I was lost, now I was found. And so grateful that I could change my mind and go the other way, that I had that ability I, who had been so belligerent, so withholding of love, so unappreciative, so uncaring, so unkind, etc., etc., now I was filled with gratitude that I saw the path to love, the path to being loving, extending love, and sharing the joy, the joy of God. Mm. So let's dig into chapter 9, section 4, The Obstacles to Peace. Did I say chapter 19, section 4, paragraph 1 is where we're going to begin. But um, The Obstacles to Peace, let us discover how to let them go. Let us discover how to recognize them, if that's helpful. 
And if it's not helpful, let's just let them go. Why do we have to recognize them? Why do we have to look at them and think about them? Let's just let them go. And let's see what our teacher has to say here. As peaks extends from deep inside yourself to embrace all the sonship and give it rest, it will encounter many obstacles. So we're embracing all humanity to give it rest because our willingness to embrace our brothers and sisters is how we bring peace to this world. So in this extension of peace from deep inside ourselves to embrace all the sonship, it will encounter many obstacles. Some of them you will try to impose. Others will seem to arise from elsewhere, from your brothers and from various aspects of the world outside. Yet peace will gently cover them, extending past completely unencumbered. Peace will gently cover them, extending past them completely unencumbered. The extension of the Holy Spirit's purpose from your relationship to others to bring them gently in is the way in which the Holy Spirit will bring means and goal in line. So that's similar to what I talk about, heart and mind congruency. We can have balance, we can have harmony, we can have peace, when we can bring the heart and mind congruent for love. So we're talking about bringing the means of living the Holy Spirit's purpose for our life and the goal, that, that very goal, in line together. The means and the goal in line together in our mind. The peace the Holy Spirit lay deep within you and your brother will quietly extend to every aspect of your life surrounding you and your brother with glowing happiness and the calm awareness of complete protection. And you will carry its message of love and safety and freedom to everyone who draws nigh unto your temple where healing waits for him. You will not wait to give him this, for you will call to him and he will answer you, recognizing in your call the call for God. And will you will draw him in and give him rest as it was given you. So we're carrying this message of love and safety and freedom to everyone who comes near us. He says, nigh unto your temple. So remember that Jesus tells us that the body is the temple, but the temple is 
a building that's built around the altar. And the altar is the main thing in the temple. The altar in our temple is our heart. So we've got healing waiting in our heart is how I think about this. We've got healing that we can extend to our brothers and sisters. Many times we withhold it because we don't feel others are worthy of it. And what I've come to learn is, regardless of whether or not my personality deems another person worthy of the healing that I can extend and share, I am worthy of the extension. I am worthy of sharing it. And I do not wish to deprive myself even if my personality would have an interest in depriving my brother or my sister. So, in a sense, selfishly, I do not want to be deprived of the opportunity to extend love and safety and freedom and peace and harmony to all. Because to have it, give all to all. Yes. So we're going to draw our brothers and sisters in and give them rest as it was given to us. All this will you do. Yet the peace that already lies deeply within must first expand and flow across the obstacles you placed before it. This will you do for nothing undertaken with the Holy Spirit remains unfinished. Now, there's a clue for us. Nothing undertaken with the Holy Spirit remains unfinished. So if we would like to make sure that we follow through and complete anything, let's undertake it with the Holy Spirit. Pretty simple. I like it when it's simple. (laughs) So that's the thing is people ask me all the time now, well, what do you want to do about this? What What would you like to do about that? What's your plan for this? What's your plan for that? And I freely answer now all the time, I I don't have a plan. I haven't thought about that. And sometimes people get a little annoyed with me. Well, she should be thinking about these things. She's in charge of this ministry, all these people and all this going on. She should be thinking about these. She should have plans. But I I don't like to make plans. Honestly... Nowadays, I like them to be given to me. Let Spirit show me the way. Let the higher Holy Spirit self just indicate, go here, go there, do this, do that. And the rest of the time, I I don't need all these plans, truly. I I have a lot of plans every day because I am teaching classes and having meetings about the ministry. And I've got to walk my dog Bodhi and... All these different things that I do, I'm in service to others, and I make food for people, and oh, all kinds of things. There's lots of stuff there, but I don't wish to hold it. 
as some kind of oppressive structure that I have to follow. I oppressed myself through my personality, through the ego. For so long in my life, I don't wish to do that anymore. I don't mind taking on lots and lots of things and doing lots and lots of things. And I like it to be fluid. Because if spirit says go the other way, I'd like to feel really free and unencumbered to go that other way. Sometimes people say, well, you're going to do this or you're going to do that, right? And I think, well, as of now, that's my intention. (laughs) We'll see what actually materializes. But I do try to, um, not that I try, I'm generally pretty dependable. All right, enough about me. (laughs) So, nothing undertaken with the Holy Spirit remains unfinished. That's paragraph two. Reminder, chapter 19, section four, the obstacles to peace. You can indeed be sure of nothing you see outside you, but of this you can be sure. The Holy Spirit asks that you offer the Holy Spirit a resting place where you will rest in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit answered you and entered your relationship. Would you not now return the Holy Spirit's graciousness and enter into a relationship With the Holy Spirit? For it is the Holy Spirit who offered your relationship the gift of holiness, without which it would have been forever impossible to appreciate your brother, your sister. I added in the sister. And many times where it says he and him, for the Holy Spirit, I say the Holy Spirit because... I don't really experience the Holy Spirit as masculine, and I don't know that it is masculine. I I think of it as an it. And if anything, it feels a little more um, hmm, feminine than masculine. Anyway, not to get off on that tangent. So let's allow the Holy Spirit into our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Let's put the Holy Spirit in charge of our relationship with the Holy Spirit and to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit be pure and pristine just because we can when we put the Holy Spirit in charge. And let's call for all of our relationships to be made holy. Holy relationships all around. Now let's do um, paragraph three here. The gratitude you owe to the Holy Spirit, he asks but that you receive for the Holy Spirit. And when you look with gentle graciousness upon your brother, 
you are beholding the Holy Spirit. For you are looking where the Holy Spirit is and not apart from him. You cannot see the Holy Spirit, but you can see your brothers truly. And the light in them will show you all that you need to see. Now, I'm going to say that that was true for me. That seeing the light in my brothers and sisters showed me everything I need to see. Showed me the glory of God, regardless of whether or not the not or not the person feels like a worthless wretch. I could see the glory of God in them. My willingness was all that was required to be able to accomplish that. And being able to see the perfection, the wholeness, the beauty, the light, the magnificence in my brothers and sisters made it possible for me to see it in myself. And for this, I'm so, so grateful. So, so grateful. Hmm. You cannot see the Holy Spirit, but you can see your brothers truly, and the light in them will show you all that you need to see. When the peace in you has been extended to encompass everyone, the Holy Spirit's function here will be accomplished. What need is there for seeing then? When God has taken the last step himself, the Holy Spirit will gather all the thanks and gratitude that you've offered him and lay them gently before his creator in the name of his most holy son. And the Father will accept them in his name. What need is there of seeing in the presence of his gratitude? Hmm. So, remember it says here, you cannot see the Holy Spirit, but you can see your brothers truly. And the light in them will show you all that you need to see. So, many times we get hung up on phenomena as spiritual students. Many spiritual students would like to experience phenomena, see phenomena, know phenomena. By that, uh, being able to do things um, intuitively, to be able to bilocate or levitate or um, to see into the future, do psychic demonstrations or all kinds of stuff like that. Hmm. It It's a distraction. We don't need to see any of that. We can learn to fully recognize the perfection, the wholeness, the beauty, the Holy Spirit in our brothers and sisters. That is life-changing and transformation. All right. So... This is great. We're going to have uh, a look now at the first obstacle. Remember, this section is the obstacles to peace. So here's the first obstacle. It's called 
the desire to get rid of it. The first obstacle that peace must flow across is your desire to get rid of it. Your desire to get rid of peace. Now, okay, this is so important and valuable to us. Why would we want to get rid of the peace? Some people will say, why would I want to get rid of the peace? Huh? What? I don't think so. Well, yes, we would want to get rid of the peace because we're not comfortable with it, because we have opinions and judgments that we're not willing to get rid of. And in order to get rid of, um, in order to have peace, we have to get rid of our opinions and our judgments, our complaints and our attacks. And we might like to hang on to all that stuff. And our need or wish or wanting to control and hold on to those complaints and judgments and attack thoughts and opinions and all of that gets in the way of the peace. So I could choose peace instead of this. There is the methodology right there to go back to peace. Peace is our natural state. So when we think, oh, I am seeing my opinion writ large here. I am seeing my preferences dancing and dancing in front of me, doing that slithery dance, <laughs> trying to get my full attention, and I'm in the split mind, and I'm experiencing what seems to be an obstacle to peace. When that is going on, I actually have a desire to get rid of the peace because I'd like to keep my perceptions, my projections, my opinions, my judgments, etc. So the very first obstacle to peace that we can eliminate is the desire to get rid of peace. For it cannot extend unless you keep it. Peace cannot extend unless you keep it. Remember, to have, give all to all. And to be able to share it, have it for yourself. And that's a really wonderful, beautiful thing. You are the center from which peace radiates outward to call the others in. Here is a clue. We are teachers of God. We're cultivating the mindset of the teachers of God. We don't have to do anything. Particularly, we don't have to study. We don't. We don't. We're already pre-qualified. We just have to be willing to do whatever comes. And it, uh, trust me on this, you're probably not going to have anything that you're being called to do that you wouldn't wish to do. That's been my experience. So peace cannot extend unless you keep it. You are the center from which it radiates outwards to call others in. You are the peace 
home. You are its home. You are the home of peace, naturally. It's tranquil dwelling place from which it gently reaches out, but never leaving you. If you would make it homeless, how can it abide within the Son of God? If it would spread across the whole creation, it must begin with you and from you reach to everyone who calls and bring him rest by joining you. Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And I'm so grateful. Oh, my gosh. It's um, almost time for me to take a break here. And just as I am going into this break, I would like to let you know that I have a free class coming up. It's called My Worthiness Workshop. And uh, it's like I said, it's free. One of the big issues that people have is worthiness. They feel unworthy of the love and the peace and the joy and the freedom that they already are. And so feeling unworthy of that, they are really not allowing themselves to experience so much of the good in life. The workshop is December 1st, which is my grandmother's birthday. It's Thursday, December 1st. And you can go to jenniferhadley.com forward slash worthy. jenniferhadley.com forward slash worthy and register there. It's free. Please share it with your friends. Uh, you know, I send out daily inspiration. You'll see it in there. The um, follow-up to the free workshop is a four-part live class series that starts December 8th, and that is called Undoing Unworthiness. This is one of the more popular uh, small classes that I do, and I just love to let you know that these things are coming up and I am grateful to be able to share so many of these wonderful teachings with you and we can do this deep work together live in a class on Zoom. So come and join me. I'm going into my break. I'll be right back. You're listening to A Course of Miracles with Jennifer Hadley. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Ooh, I'm loving this obstacles to peace. I truly am. And uh, I just want to say one more thing while I'm thinking about it, about the Worthiness Workshop that's coming up December 1st, and then the four-part class that starts on December 8th. And, um, and we're doing it that whole weekend, December 8th, 10th, and 11th, four parts. Uh, 
so that you can really get this work done before the end of the year. It's concentrated. We love doing it this way. It's a deep dive and it's powerful. So (laughs) I'm inviting you to take a look at it. Undoing unworthiness is some of the best work that we can do as spiritual students. And this entire series is a bonus if you're in Masterful Living. So if you register for Masterful Living for next year, this is one of the bonuses. And I'm doing something a little different this year. I've got bonuses every week, I think, till the end of the year that you get this year. Live classes with me, all bonuses if you sign up now for Masterful Living next year. It's such a good feeling to know, okay, I have a trajectory for next year. I am set with my goals and I have a means to get there with wonderful people, with like-minded people, and we're remembering to laugh So just mentioning that now, in case you like bonuses, in case you'd like to do some healing work with me now. All right, let's go back to the obstacles of peace. And the first obstacle, the desire to get rid of it, to get rid of peace. The first obstacle that peace must flow across is your desire to get rid of it for it cannot extend unless you keep it. You are the center from which peace radiates outwards to call the others in. You are its home, its tranquil dwelling place from which it gently reaches out but never leaving you. If you would make it homeless, how can peace abide within the Son of God? If peace would spread across the whole creation, it must begin with you and from you reach to everyone who calls and bring him rest by joining you. So the desire to get rid of peace is it's a thing. (laughs) It's a thing. And it just stems from our attachments to our perspective, to our point of view, to our opinions and our judgments. These are the blocks to love, and they are the blocks to peace. Surrendering them, offering them up willingly, they can be dissolved and resolved permanently back to the root cause. So that's what we're going for. And then in the next paragraph here, this is A2 now, section A2. Why would you want peace to be homeless? What do you think that it must dispossess to dwell with you? Remember, the first obstacle to peace is the desire to get rid of peace. What do you think it must dispossess? to dwell with you. So what is it displacing? What is it dispossessing? What is it replacing that? How could that even work? 
how could peace be a block to anything we want? See, this is the crazy thinking of the ego. It's always opposite day with the ego. Now, here, this is tough stuff here. Why would you want peace homeless? What do you think that it must dispossess to dwell with you? What seems to be the cost you are so unwilling to pay? I can tell you from my experience, there's great, great benefit from asking these questions. It might not seem normal to ask these questions. Who are you asking the question? But for me, I ask these questions of that higher Holy Spirit self, and I get the answers. So what seems to be the cost you're so unwilling to pay? Spirit, what is the cost that I seem to be so unwilling to pay in order to have peace? Let me see it and recognize it now so I can offer it up. And if I don't need to see it and look at it, if I don't need to recognize what it is, then just take it out of my mind so I never think it again and let the peace flow. Remember, peace is our natural state. Love, joy, peace, freedom, wholeness, beauty, etc. These are our natural states. So if they're not being experienced as a flow in our life, in our mind, in our experience, it is because that's not what we're interested in. We are interested in blocking that flow. Why would we be interested in blocking that flow? Simply because we'd rather hold on to the thing that we've given all this meaning to. And many times we don't think, well, how could I be at peace if I don't have what I think I want? How could I be happy if I don't have what I think it takes to make me happy? I I have to say that I think the biggest challenge for spiritual students is their attachments, their mental and emotional attachments to the blocks to love. Just gets in our way all the time. Oh my goodness. Now I can share with you as one who seemed to be unable to experience the peace of God for a long, long time. I can see now, for which I'm so grateful, that I was not able to let go of my attack thoughts because I thought I needed them. I thought they protected me. I, of course, now see the insanity of that. Of course I do. And I am grateful that I can remember to laugh when I notice 
these blocks getting in the way of my experiencing peace, love, joy, freedom, abundance, prosperity, wholeness, harmony, creativity, wisdom, and all the other spiritual qualities. So, what seems to be the cost you are so unwilling to pay? In my experience, like I said, it's putting the attack thoughts down, letting the attack thoughts go, moving out of attack and defend. That's what I was unwilling to pay because I thought my attack thoughts protected me. And I also felt like my attack thoughts were part of my identity and I, I, I needed to have my identity. Now I don't feel that way at all and I'm very glad that I could change my mind. And I have to say that I didn't change my mind because I read A Course in Miracles. I just, I didn't, that was not how it worked for me. And it's not how it works for anyone that I've ever known. What does work is talking, or rather, what does work is, I was I was thinking that I was talking with someone recently, I was just sharing the most wonderful relationship healing that they've had, and this is the great joy of my life in many ways is especially at the end of the year so this is late November day before Thanksgiving at at this time of year I get to talk one-on-one with many of the folks in my Masterful Living program my year-long program uh, and they are telling me of the marvelous shifts and changes that have happened in their life, in their body, in their primary relationships, in their workplace, in their creativity, in their home, and all around their life. And they are so grateful to experience these changes and to really be able to have these results it's so exciting for them because they set intentions, they had goals, and they've manifested them and realized them. And now they know that they can prove these spiritual principles, that they do actually work. And that is completely and totally life changing. So what is the cost you're so unwilling to pay in order to have the peace of God? It's giving up the obstacles to everything we want. Now, why why would we block everything we want in this world? Why, why would we do that? Because of the unworthiness. The unworthiness and the unconscious guilt go together. And there's a fast path to unwind them both. Are you willing? People who feel unworthy are often unwilling. And their unwillingness keeps them stuck. 
flailing about in the same place for a very long time. Doesn't have to be. It's not preordained. There is a way out. And this, what we're just talking about here, is the way out. The little barrier of sand that still stands between you and your brother. Would you reinforce it now? You are not asked to let go of it, to let it go for yourself alone. Christ asks it of you for himself. He would bring peace to everyone. And how can he do this except through you? Would you let a little bank of sand, a wall of dust, a tiny seeming barrier stand between your brothers and salvation? And yet this little remnant of attack you cherish still against your brother is the first obstacle, the peace in your encounters, in you encounters, in its going forth. This little wall of hatred would still oppose the will of God and keep it limited. Keep the will of God limited. And we can play a powerful role in eliminating this obstacle to peace on behalf of all humanity because we are one with a majority. (laughs) Yay! And my sense, too, is that one of the reasons that we experience these obstacles to peace, one of the obstacles is that, aside from feeling unworthy and unlovable and guilty and bad and wrong, we don't believe it's possible. We do not believe it's possible to rise up and heal. We do not believe that that is possible. And so we'd rather cling to our opinions and judgments. Therefore, we have a desire to get rid of peace, to let the peace go. Now, Let's go a little bit further here. Mm. The Holy Spirit's purpose rests in peace within you, yet you're still unwilling to let it join holy. You still oppose the will of God just by a little, and that little is a limit you would place upon the whole. God's will is one, not many. It has no opposition, for there is none beside it. What would you still contain behind your little barrier and keep separate from your brother seems mightier than the universe. For it would hold back the universe and its creator. So, God's will is one, not many. Just God's will. God's will is 
the only will there is. It has no opposition, for there is none beside it. What you would still contain behind your little barrier and keep separate from your brother seems mightier than the universe, for it would hold back the universe and its creator. This little wall would hide the purpose of heaven and keep it from heaven. In other words, keep it from us because we are heaven. Mm-hmm. Paragraph four. Would you thrust salvation away from the giver of salvation? Now, let's remember here. Who gives salvation? Our brothers and sisters. They are our salvation. And we are theirs. Because it's our willingness to see each other in Christ, in love, in peace, in joy. Would you thrust salvation away from the giver of salvation? So would you withhold salvation from your brothers and sisters when they're the ones that can offer it to you? Would you withhold it from them by judging them? by attacking them, by not seeing the perfection, the wholeness, the magnificence, the joy, the creativity, the beauty, the wholeness in them. Our unwillingness to see our brothers and sisters as they truly are deprives us of seeing ourselves as we truly are. Not rocket science, very simple. To have, give all to all. Would you thrust salvation away from the giver of salvation? For such have you become. You have become the giver of salvation. Would you take it away from those who are your savior? Peace could no more depart from you than from God. Fear not this little obstacle Yes, let's fear it not. Okay. (laughs) Fear not this little obstacle, the desire to get rid of peace. It's nothing. No big. No biggie. We're letting it go. Ain't nobody got time for this little obstacle. It cannot contain the will of God. This obstacle cannot contain the will of God. Peace will flow across it and join you without hindrance. Salvation cannot be withheld from you. It is your purpose. You cannot choose apart from this. You have no purpose apart from your brother, nor apart from the one you ask the Holy Spirit to share with you. So, you know, what what I'm reminded of is how, especially now at the holiday seasons, we can get so caught up in doing, doing, doing. When if we can just remember that extending peace to our brothers and sisters, having peace for 
our situations and circumstances and being willing to joyfully recognize when we've lost our way, fallen off track, even if it's every day, to pause, to gather ourselves, to connect deeply to the Holy Spirit, to that higher self, to the inner wisdom. And we are being led. We are. We're being led and guided to be that place of peace. Salvation cannot be withheld from you. It is your purpose. You cannot choose apart from this. You have no purpose apart from your brother, nor apart from the one you asked the Holy Spirit to share with you. The little wall will fall away so quietly beneath the wings of peace, for peace will send its messengers from you to all the world, and barriers will fall away before their coming as easily as those that you interpose will be surmounted. Hmm. Yes. Let's remember that our willingness is all that's required, not one more thing. And that when we offer the love of God to our brothers and sisters, the peace of God, and have compassion for them, we are remembering our true nature and our true identity. It's profoundly restorative and healing. I'm, I'm going to do a series of episodes on the obstacles to peace. So I'm going to pick up with the next one. And as it is the eve of Thanksgiving that I am recording this and publishing it, I'm wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving. And I am so grateful for our connection. I feel it. I feel it every day. It means so very much to me. It truly does. And I am just grateful that we have found A Course in Miracles we found a way to connect. We are on a path of truth and everything is being provided to us. We're grateful, we're willing, and so we have everything we need to awaken from the dream of separation and the attachment to living in pain and suffering. And I'm grateful to share this together. Let's place our hands on our hearts and be so grateful and thankful that our holiness blesses the world, that we have all that we need within us. We are truly sharing the benefits with all. We let this healing fully be made manifest. And so it is. Amen. 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 Ah. Oh. Remember, there are so many gifts and things for you at jenniferhadley.com. I hope to see you in my worthiness workshop. I love you. Mwah.